Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of our Blimey Cast. Today I'd like to talk to you about something that many people have been wondering about, which is how do you know your examiner is sure of your skills? How do you know your examiner is sure that you deserve a CLB9 or even higher? That's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to tell you how you can be sure or at least how you can highlight and accentuate to your examiner that you deserve your CLB9. So, let's get to it. You're listening to the Blimey Cast. For more information about the Speaking Master, my online training for the IELTS Speaking Test, visit blimeyenglish.com. Welcome back to Blimey English. Today, let's talk about strategy here because I've written another article for you. And this article, the name of this article is How to Make Your Examiner Be Sure of Your Skills. That's a good question, isn't it? So, the thing is, you probably noticed that I give you strategic content here, right? Strategic content to help you achieve the CLB9 in the IELTS speaking test or even higher, right? That's what the speaking master, my online training does for you, right? It gives you the, the knowledge and the comprehension, the understanding of specific techniques to apply in each part of the test so you can achieve and get those higher marks, right? Today, I want to give you another piece of information, another strategic piece of information. Let me ask you something. How do you think your examiner is sure of your skills? Or do you think your examiner is sure of your skills when you're talking? Do you think your examiner would be like, hmm, I think he knows what he's talking about. Or I think she knows what she's talking about. Do you think that? How can you be sure? Because they're there, your examiner's there, listening to you, and you don't know what's in their minds, right? That, that, that's the whole point of it. But let me tell you a bit of how it works. During the test, during the speaking test, you will face three parts, right? Part one, two, and three. Your examiner cannot let you go your examiner cannot let you go without knowing your marks. They need to know right there. Sometimes candidates think that they are recording the test to, so the, the examiner can check with the colleagues after. But that's not the case. That's not the case. That's not right. They're recording the test just to run or to do in case some random checks. The British Council can make some random checks. Or if you ask for uh, an inquiry on your results, then they will go back and listen to it. But they're not recording to discuss between them and, and see your score. Because your examiner needs to know your score right there before you go, before you finish the test. Okay, when you're speaking in part two, your examiner probably knows your score already. What they do is, okay, 
let's go to part three and see if I can find some band seven or eight or nine vocabulary there. That's what happens, okay? And that is what you should know when you're taking your test. Now, back to my original question. How do you know your examiner is sure of your skills? If you don't know how to show or to highlight your skills to your examiner, I will tell you a way. One thing people do when they're not sure of something is to use different words. Have you, have you done that? When you want to say something but you're not sure of it, then you try to use other words. And that's quite right. That's quite right because we're talking about communication, right? The whole point of it is to be understood. And that's right. But we need to understand that this is a test. Okay, this is a test. So when people want to say something, but they're not sure of the pronunciation or the words choice, they try to use different words. But if you're not sure of a word's pronunciation, for example, you simply don't say it and try to describe it using other words. And that's right. I've said that. That's right. I say to my students, um, by the way, is that the time for you to try new words, uh, words that you're not sure, is the practicing time, not the test. Because when you are in the test, you are being tested. So that's not the time for you to try something new. Okay? But have you thought about the other side? What if you're sure of a word's pronunciation? You know. You know how to pronounce that word then my dear student then you can conquer the world in this case when i say to conquer the world i mean your examiner's certainty you can make your examiner be sure of your knowledge you can make them really know and pay attention to the fact that you're using your skills right let me start with one example here i will give you some more examples later but Let's start with this one. I don't know if you know this, but many, hundreds of students have problems with the difference between these two words, history and story. And because of that, they end up either saying a wrong word in the context or not using the word at all. Remember what I said? Sometimes they're not sure, then they simply don't say it. That's what happens. For that situation, I say, if you're in a test situation and you're not sure of them, don't use them, okay? Don't try to use them in your test. But if you know, if you're sure of the pronunciation or the, the meaning, then you can use it, but in a way that shows to your examiner that you know. Because your examiner knows this is a tricky word and many candidates have problem with. They know, they know. So if you know the meaning, if you know the pronunciation, use it so your examiner can be sure of this, can be sure of your skills. For instance, if you will say this sentence here, I really enjoy reading books about people because I'm passionate about stories. If you say that, your examiner might be in doubt of what you really wanted to say. History or story? Instead, you can highlight this 
to your examiner and say one of these two options. The first one is that one here. I really enjoy reading biographies because I'm passionate about history. Or, I really enjoy reading books about people because I'm passionate about other people's personal stories. Can you see? Can you notice how the way you put a word defines the meaning? If you have used that first one back there, I really enjoy reading books about people because I'm passionate about stories. Your examiner could be in doubt of what you meant, of what you really wanted to say, whether history or story. But if you were, but if you use one of those two examples I gave you, now you've made yourself completely clear, and your examiner would be sure of what you said and your skills using that vocabulary. They would know, oh, he really wanted to say history. Oh, she really wanted to say story. So if you know a word, if you know uh, a pronunciation of a word, if you know the pronunciation of a word, use it, say it, because your examiner knows that might be a tricky word or a tricky expression. Do you get it? Does it make sense to you? Oh, and just for you to know, the difference between history and story is that History is the record of events that happened in society, while story is a series of facts that we tell people, that we simply tell people, often to entertainment. And a good way to remember those two ones is this. Remember the name of the channel? History Channel, because that's what it's about, history. And remember the name of the film? Toy Story, because that is a story. That's a good way, right? Now, the same thing you can do with words that don't have problems with the meaning, but with pronunciation. For example, when you see this word here, you know what it means, right? Your father's sister or your mother's sister. But are you sure of its pronunciation? How would you say it? How would you pronounce this word? If you're sure, Congratulations. But even if you're sure, know that many people don't know the correct pronunciation of it, which is aunt in the British English and ant in the American English, not aunt. We don't pronounce that U. If you're using British English, you say aunt. If you're using American English, you say ant. Okay? And guess what? Your examiner knows this is a tricky word. Your examiner knows. So, if you don't know, now you do, but if you don't know the correct pronunciation, don't try it during your test. But if you do, then you should really find a way to use it, because your examiner knows that people have problems with this one. And if you can use it perfectly, good for you. You probably will get marked up. Now, if you get a question that involves telling a story about someone, for example, or if you need to talk about someone, make sure to use this one during your talk so your examiner can know. I will give you one example, a simple one. Let's say you get this question here. How big is your family? I don't know if you have an aunt, but you surely can use this word saying something like this. 
I've got quite a large family because with my four siblings, there are five of us. My mom's side of the family is also numerous. I've got four aunts, but no uncles. And talking about my father's side, it outnumbers my mom's. Incredibly, my grandmother had 22 children, so I'm very rich in uncles, aunts and cousins. Or you can simply say you don't have an aunt. But the thing is, say it. Use the word so that your examiner can look at you and think, mm, he really knows that word. Mm, she really knows that word and that's a tricky word. See? Basically, you get something that most of people would avoid using because they're not sure of it and use it yourself. Getting higher marks. That's the way to do. Now, let me give you some other examples here. Most of them are words that are commonly mispronounced. So if you know how to pronounce them correctly, you do use them in your test to highlight your skills. The first one is this one here. How would you pronounce this word? Now, the British, the British version of it would be popular. Popular. And the American is quite close. Popular. Popular. Because they pronounce the R at the end, right? Popular. But the thing is, we don't say popular or popular. No. Popular. That's the way to do. And then find ways to use this word. Talk about popular choices people do or popular songs in your country. Find a way to use the word because your examiner knows that many, many, many candidates have problems with this one. The second one is this one here. How would you say this one? How would you pronounce that one? So this one, whether it's British or American English, this one we pronounce creative. Creative not creative, creative. And again, find ways to use it. Talk about how important it is to have a creative mind. For example, use the word because your examiner knows this is a tricky word for many candidates, right? The next one is this one here. How would you pronounce that? How would you pronounce this one? Hmm? So this one, we actually pronounce comfortable, comfortable, not comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. Again, find ways to use it. Tell about, tell your examiner about how comfortable your home is, how comfortable your coach is. Okay. Use the word. The next one is this. How would you pronounce that? How would you pronounce that one? We say develop. Develop. Not develop. 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 And again, find ways to use the word. Tell about a new project you are developing. Okay? Use you, use the word. Please do use the word because your examiner knows this is a tricky word for many candidates. So if you're able to use it perfectly, 
good for you. Okay. The next one is this. How would you pronounce that one? I know. I know this one is tricky for many people because here we've got the voiceless th. The voiceless th. So we've got two types of th in the English language. The first one is the voiced th and the second one is this one, the voiceless th. The difference between them is that the first one, the voiced th, we can feel and we produce vibration. We say it's like when you're saying the word that, the, okay? Now, this one here, the voiceless TH, there's no vibration. We simply blow the air through our teeth. Then, the way you, the, let me tell you something to, to make it easier for you. The way I teach my students to use this one here is, first, you put your tongue in between your teeth. Then you say the word. Because many people try to say the word at the same time they are putting the tongue in between the teeth. And they end up saying something like tot, tot. And that's not like that. So first you put your tongue in between your teeth. Then you say the word like this. Thought, thought. Okay? But again... And just for you to know, British English would be thought, American English would be thought. And again, use the word because your examiner knows this is a difficult word for many, many people. Okay? Talk about the things you have thought in your life or the thoughts you have in your mind. Okay? Use the word. The next one is this one here. How would you pronounce it? How would you pronounce that one? So this one, we pronounce culture. Culture, not culture. Culture, culture. And again, find ways to use that one. Talk about how important your culture is for you or what people do in your culture, right? So your examiner can see and know that you understand the word that you know how to use the word, okay? The next one is this. How would you pronounce that? I know, it's quite a basic word, but because of the voiceless TH, people have trouble with. This one is three, not tree. If you say tree, well, tree is another thing. Three, remember my tip? First, you put your tongue in between your teeth. Then you say the word three. Three. We need to be able to see the tip of your tongue so we know you're pronouncing it right. Go on, try in front of a mirror. Three. Three. Okay? And again, try, try to use the word. Talk about... I don't know, three things you want to do this year or the next year. Three places you want to visit. Try, find ways to use the word. The next one is this. How would you pronounce it? So this word is advertising. Advertising. So what happens here is that sometimes people put 
more stress than required in that D. And they say advertising. Advertising. See? It's not that strong. It's subtle, like advertising. Advertising. And again, use it. Try to use this word. Talk about how intelligent or, or even boring advertising is in your country. I don't know. The next one is that. How would you say that one? Hmm? So this one is nervous. Nervous. Not nervous. Nervous. You can see the phonemic transcription here. Nervous. This is the, the schwa sound, right? The, I don't know if I'm pointing right here with my finger, but the schwa sound is not us at the end. It's us, nervous, nervous, right? Talk about how nervous you were before a great moment in your life. Use the word. And the last one is this one here. How would you pronounce it? How would you pronounce that one? This one is vehicle. Vehicle. You can see the schwa sign there again. Vehicle. Twice, right? Vehicle. Vehicle. Not vehicle. Not vehicle. 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 Again, find ways to use. Talk, talk about the number of vehicles on the street in your town, for example. Try to use the word because, again, and I know I'm sounding repetitive here, but this is because I want the information to stick in your mind. Your examiner knows this is a tricky word, so they will be looking at it when you say it. Because if you say the word wrongly, poof, marks down. If you say the word correctly, poof, marked up. That's the whole point of it. Okay? So, just to wrap up this conversation, try to understand that what most of people would do here in this situation is they would simply avoid using the words because they're not sure. But you're not everyone. You're yourself. You are my student. So, if you are here learning this with me, do use these words. Do use or the words that you are sure of their pronunciation. If you really know a word, use it. Highlight to your examiner that you are able to use a word properly and that will give you higher marks. This is time for me to go and I see you in the next videos. Cheers! You've listened to the Blimey Cast. For more information, visit blimeyenglish.com.